Well, welcome, 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 and greetings from Elfie's World, the place where we try to bring you a little fun, pique your interest, and maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to learn a thing or two about history. Boy, I am so glad that you decided to join us. Now, today, we're presenting another program from our collection of stories entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. These are, well, they're true stories, which have often been excluded from the pantheon of history for, for whatever reason. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. This is episode number 38, and it is entitled... The real Matahari. So, kick back, relax, and enjoy. For over a century, her name has been synonymous with mystery, intrigue, sensuality. Uh, perhaps you've heard of her. She was known as Matahari. Now, there have been a myriad of fictional accounts of the exploits of this remarkable woman. But what are the facts of her life? She was born Margarita Gertruida Zella in Leeuwarden, Holland, in 1876. At the age of 18, after spending four years in a convent, she answered a prank ad and ended up marrying Captain Rudolf MacLeod of the Dutch Army. Immediately after the ceremony, she followed her husband to his latest assignment in far-off Java. While living there, Margarita became intrigued with Oriental books, especially those that described the joys of sensual lovemaking. She also spent hour after hour watching and learning the suggestive ritual dances performed in Hindu temples. Eventually, her drunken and abusive husband proved too much for her. So, when a servant poisoned her two children, killing her son, she fled with her surviving daughter. But upon arriving back in Holland, the courts unbelievably ended up giving her daughter back to her abusive ex-husband. <laughs> Margarita was left destitute. With nothing to lose, she moved to Paris, where she tried working as an artist model with eh, limited success. That was when her transformation took place. Margarita adopted the Easter name of Matahari, which means Eye of the Dawn. She then began utilizing the skills she had observed in the Java temple by turning herself into an exotic dancer. Of her dancing, she would say, The dance is a poem of which each movement is a word. Well, almost overnight, Matahari became the toast of Paris. 
Uh, before long, she was known throughout all of Europe. Now, the fact that uh, she combined her performing career with uh, that of a courtesan uh, did not seem to hinder her advancement in society. Often, according to the leaders of Europe, she would charge over $8,000 for a single evening of pleasure, a veritable fortune for that time, I mean, comparable to over $250,000 today. Not bad for one evening's work. It is at this point in the story that Marta Hari's tale gets well, a little murky. Now, it is known that she worked as a spy for the Germans. However, one report has her starting in 1907. Another as late as 1915. Some even question whether she ever did any real spying, saying the 20,000 francs she took from the Germans was repayment for confiscated furs. <laughs> Nonetheless, when they couldn't find any evidence against her, the French government approached her to work as a counter-spy. Well, she agreed. Uh, but when all was said and done, at best it's quite certain that Matahari was a very, very poor spy uh, for either side. However, in the end, it really didn't matter. The offer the French had made was a trick. In July of 1917, Margarita Gertruida Zella, a.k.a. Matahari, was brought to trial for treason. Now, at the time, the uh, French government was being roundly criticized for its uh, mishandling of World War I. And when they really needed a scapegoat, it took the French courts no time at all to find poor Matahari guilty of espionage and sentenced her to death by the firing squad. But was this to be the final fate for Matahari, considered to be the most seductive woman in the world? I mean, I mean, could, could the French of all countries put such a beauty to death? Um, well... Now, Matahari had many supporters, and they did not give up easily. Her lovers devised countless schemes in their attempts to win her freedom. One lover suggested that the morning of the execution she wear a long fur coat. Then, as the firing squad lifted their rifles, she should open the coat and disclose herself a nacherelle. I mean, after all, what red-blooded Frenchman could shoot her after seeing that? One playboy aviator volunteered to buzz the prison and strafe her firing squad. Her attorney even tried telling the court she was pregnant with his child, realizing that mothers-to-be 
could not be executed. Unfortunately, the uh, 75-year-old barrister suffered from the gout and uh, was not believed. In the end, Matahari accepted her fate quite stoically by saying, I am a woman who enjoys herself very much. Sometimes I lose, sometimes I win. Then, after refusing a blindfold, Matahari, the toast of Europe, faced the firing squad, blew them a kiss, and met her fate alone. And thus ended the life of a woman whose name has gone down in the lexicon of time, a name which will always be synonymous with beauty, intrigue, and suspense. Oh, what a life she led, all amazing and erotically true. Well, there you have it. Episode number 38, entitled The Real Matahari. Now, it's part of our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, each week, we feel privileged to present for your entertainment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of amazing but true accounts from history. Now, some of these narratives come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. Now, as a listener to this program, hey, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95 or a mere $7 per book. <laughs> and that includes free shipping and handling anywhere within the United States. Well, for more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram, principal editor and provider of Sage Council. Expert Publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Herbert Bolin for his Piano Mood Happy Four. Ninad Simic for Piano Transition. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning. <laughs>